It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, it is a new episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast as we roll along post-July 4th and pending name change of Palooza, baby. That's right, we've got you covered from head to toe, uh, plus the rest of our interview with Kedrick Golston. That's right. Kedrick Golston, longtime member of the Washington Redskins. Great perspective. We played a small chunk of it on the last episode. We will play the rest of it on this episode, plus lots of news and notes. We are brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. That's right. They bring us today's episode, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Let's get started right away. As I record this, it's late Thursday night. There was a Washington Post poll for whatever they're worth, and they're probably not worth much, but a Washington Post poll with over 4,500 votes as of late Thursday evening, presumably Redskins fans. Who knows? I'm sure there were plenty of non-Redskins fans that still got a vote in. And basically the story is this. 42%, which is a pretty surprising number, very surprising, 42% voted Red Wolves. That's right, Red Wolves. So I honestly, maybe I was sleeping on it, maybe I just missed it with just how crazy everything has been. I don't really remember anybody mentioning Red Wolves until today. I started seeing a bunch of it on Twitter and mentions of the poll, and I was busy doing other things. Jordan from At Skins Today, who does a great job, um, he pointed this out, Jordan Asri, um, he pointed this out and was championing Red Wolves as his personal choice and what he was going to get behind, and maybe I'm sure that drove, drove some traffic. There's no doubt about that. Uh, because he's got an influential, um, or he's influential with the fan base. Uh, but again, over 4,500 votes registered for whatever it is. It's not a scientific poll or anything like that. Not that scientific polls are always hold up either. But 42% of 4,500 votes through 7 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday night, and I think... The poll is closed, but I'm not 100% sure how they're doing that. But 42% chose Red Wolves, 12% Warriors, 23% Red Tails. I kind of like, out of all three of those, Red Wolves is clearly the best, in my opinion, uh, for whatever that little that's worth. And it's worth very little. Um, I would kind of like... The whole red and wolves kind of separated. Two separate like words and with a capital W. And you could do something with that in terms of the logo and the insignia. 
Something like that. I, I mean, break it up, it's fine together, but I would kind of like a split there and do a capital W. And again, that could be part of your new logo, like with the capital building or something out of it behind it. I don't know. Or just the wolf, like on top of it or, or something. There were some other poor choices, if we're being honest. A Red Hawks got 5%. Other got 7%. Renegades only got 2%. Pigskins got 3%. Yeah, so it was pretty broken down after the big three. The question becomes, is A, do you like Red Wolves? B, do you like the concept of keeping red in the name? Does that make you feel better? Let me know via email, Russellmania6, uh, I'm sorry, uh, at Russellmania621 on Twitter, uh, Russellmania09 at gmail.com, or you can follow the podcast, of course, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. It's been so busy, I haven't been able to keep up uh, with updating it very well, but please do uh, follow the Twitter handle for the podcast. All right, so... That's one big story. In addition, since our last episode, we found out through John Keim of ESPN that the plan currently right now is to keep the burgundy and gold. And through Adam Schefter that there is going to be no Native American imagery in the name. Now, I'm kind of split on this because the way he wrote it and the way it's dictionary defined, and if we're going to run our world by dictionary definitions, Native American in imagery in the name could mean just the name, and that they are still deliberating and still debating on what to do with the logo. A lot of people, including Fox, took it as the name and the logo. We're not sure yet is the short answer. Uh, I think I think it's highly unlikely that you completely distance your new name from Redskins and then you go and put some sort of Native American imagery on your logo or design. I think that would be a terrible move. We've talked about that for a week now. I think you have to completely get away from it. So to me, that means name and mascot slash logo slash shield slash whatever you want to call it. That's what that means. Get away from it completely. Again, you're keeping the burgundy and gold. The other issue is Eleanor Holmes Norton was a guest of Grant and Danny, uh, Grant Paulson, Danny Ruye on 106.7 The Fan on Thursday morning. And remember on our last episode, we were kind of poking at Eleanor Holmes Norton, saying, you know, like she had made it seem like a slam dunk that the Redskins were coming back to RFK to J.P. Finley. And she was singing a different tune on Thursday morning. I can tell you that much on 106.7 The Fan. She was very, very, very skeptical, uh, kind of worried, talking about how many obstacles, how many different things were in the way. And she is absolutely right. We pointed out a bunch of that on the last episode. 
Uh, I've got something up at redskinsreport.com if you want to go check that out. On that, there's so many issues from who's going to pay for it. Yes, number one. Number two, if it's Dan Snyder going to pay 100% or the bulk load of it, how is he going to pay for it? I mean, I'm sure he can get loans, but loans come with interest, and I believe the NFL has a certain percentage that you can loan out, and it's, it's a very confusing thing, but, you know, you have to kind of factor all that in, not to mention the infrastructure in and around the stadium. Everybody just said, oh, it's easy to get to because of the metro. Well, you still have to have the proper infrastructure to build a brand new stadium and perhaps a new team facility and to have all the bells and whistles and amenities. Very, very, very difficult situation. Not to mention, are they going to have a retractable roof so that they can be a year-round facility so that they can play in comfort depending on the weather but also so that they can have concerts and Final Fours and WrestleManias and NBA and NHL All-Star Games and whatever in January and February and early March and mid-March when the weather is so unpredictable. Not to mention during the summer when you have a concert and you don't know if it's going to rain, if it's going to be soupy humid. You have a retractable roof. You close the roof. But that costs a lot more money. A lot more money. All right, so those are a couple of the quick news hit items that I wanted to touch on. A little bit longer than I thought. Let's get to part, this is actually part two of Kedrick Golston uh, from my interview with him on 106.7 The Fan earlier, uh, actually last weekend. Um, So credit to them, radio.com. Uh, even though I, it was my interview and I booked him, you get the point. I'm not trying to, you know, not credit them. That's where it came from. So Kedrick Golston, really intelligent, really smart perspective uh, from Uncle Ket, as some of his former teammates used to call him. Listen up. I guess now in hindsight, looking back, did it ever bother you what you were essentially I don't, want, I don't want to say representing Ked, but what you were a part of, did, did that ever bother you, or did you treat it essentially as two separate things? Like, I'm a football player, and this is where I was drafted, and this is where I'm going to play, and the name happens to be Redskins, which is offensive to some. Well, I think, um, you know, call it being naive or ignorant, it's not necessarily an excuse, but to me... You know, I guess maybe I was, you know, unless, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't intentionally go back when I got drafted by the Redskins and research the name and how it has morphed and what it meant back in the day and and kind of the negative, the the slur that that we call it to be now. I I didn't do that. But for me, you know, I played for the Sandy Creek Patriots in high school. So I was a Patriot. I was proud to be a Patriot. I went to the University of Georgia, was a Georgia Bulldog. Was so my my mascots, my team representation has always been a point of pride for me. So I looked at it from the lens of, hey, I'm a Redskin. That's that's prideful to me. That's something that we ascribe to be the, the you know the hard work, the 
you know, all the different kind of things. And I'm sure a bunch of people, uh, you know, connect with kind of, you know, their, their, their mascots and so on and so forth. And maybe I was naive and maybe I'm looking at it through a different lens now because I have been on the outside looking in. I think that, um, and I can say this, that, you know, there, there, there was no ill will toward the Native American community. You know, we, you know, everybody that I played for, everybody that coached me, had the utmost respect for, for everybody, no matter where you were from and where you, you know, what your beliefs were. And so kind of, the, you know, not to, but when I'm reading all these articles on, on Yahoo and, and so on and so forth, they had a picture of Mr. Schneider. And, and Mr. Schneider's always been good to me. And, I, and, and so I, I, people, I'm sure, have stories all over the place. But as I'm sitting there thinking about it, I said, well, the name is going to get changed sooner or later, whether mm-hmm. it's in five days, five months, five years, or 25 years. Does he want to be the guy who didn't change the name? Is it going to be his son that changes the name? Is it going to be his grandson? Is, is he going to sell the team and somebody else is going to change the name? But the name is going to change, and it's not because of whatever reason, except, you know what, if 10% of the people are offended by it and it does have roots to a slur, then we should move past that. And, and, and that's not an indictment on the people, fans of the organization or the, the people that coaches, or even for that matter, uh, an indictment on Mr. Schneider as an owner, because now I think we're able to really listen and, and we're in the mindset of, you know, I think more so now than ever, people are understanding that we got to be compassionate to one another. Right. Sometimes we're going to disagree, but let's, let's really think about this, right? It's a team name that means a lot to a lot of people, and that'll never change. But what about the ten percent who it's offended? So if I was offended by something that I thought was derogatory or a slur and and, and and marginalized me in any type of way, mm-hmm. I would want people to listen and, and, and hear me out on that. And that if we could move forward in a positive way. But I also want to say that you know what? As far as the Native American community is concerned and all the people who are fighting to get the name changed. Changing the name is only a step in, in what it looks like as a country of, of moving forward and everybody being included, everybody having a chance at success, everybody um, living out the American dream. You know what I mean? And so I don't want, like, changing the name isn't the end all be all. You know what I mean? There's still a ton of work that we have to do together Absolutely. as a people. And I don't hold anything against anybody that happened before we were here and so on. And you know what? We're always going to have people that aren't going to like other people. That's just the way that it is. There's nothing we can do about that. You can't worry about the ignorant people. You have to worry about the people that are going to open up their ears and listen. All right, so that is part one of Kendrick Golston uh, on today's episode. That's actually overall part two. The final part, a little bit longer, coming up next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us on LOR. All right, guys, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast, and we are brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. That's right, rockauto.com. We've been telling you about them for weeks and weeks on end. If you have a car, and who doesn't have a car, even in today's day and age where nobody's working out of the house or very few people are working out of the house. You still need to get around. You still need to get to the grocery store. You still need to get down to that beach vacation. You still need to get wherever you need to get. If you have something wrong with your car, whether it's new-ish or whether it's old or whether it's halfway in between, you can get it 
at rockauto.com. Why go to those big chain stores and pay the overhead price and the extra price that they charge you because of their mortgage, their rent, and because they don't know you and they don't deal with you like a local auto repair shop, right? They're going to charge those guys less and they're going to charge you more. So why go to a big chain store when you can go to rockauto.com? Get the best and lowest prices available rather than those changing prices, not only based on the market uh, and all of the other factors that we just mentioned. Family business, 20 years in business, and rockauto.com will take good care of you. Go there right now, rockauto.com. Get the parts available for your car or truck any make any model right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com hey guys it's joe marino being around sports media and a fan of the buffalo bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, we're back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast right out to the rest of Kedrick Golston, former Redskin defensive lineman, 11 years in the NFL, all with Washington. His unique perspective on COVID, on the Black Lives Matter movement, on George Preston Marshall, that's how we begin, and everything else. Kedrick Golston. Courtesy of 106.7 The Fan. Ken, are you specifically talking about like George Preston Marshall, who they finally removed from not only RFK, but also from, you know, the wall outside of the Redskins locker room? Or is that is that what you're kind of getting at there? Or? Well, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, I mean, to be honest with you, and, and you know, I, you know, for as many Redskin uh, history books that people have given me, you know, mm-hmm. I, my, you know, Jack King Cook was where I started at. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then Mr. Gotcha. Snyder was there. And not to not to shed light on the issue, but I think that, you know, I, you just have to understand that, you know what, there's nothing we can do about the past. Right. We need to acknowledge it. We need to move forward. But we also need to be sympathetic to those, to those who were affected by it and understanding that, yes, the Redskins were the last team to integrate. You know, George Marshall did say some awful things uh, uh, about, you know, African-Americans and minorities and so on and so forth. But what does that look like now? I'm not going to hold Mr. Schneider accountable for that. I'm not going to hold my teammates that I played with. But understanding that, you know what, let's, let's, let's try to – this is a great opportunity not to leverage a stadium agreement in D.C. This is a great opportunity for us to really figure out how – 
we can reconnect from an organizational standpoint with the Native Americans and how we can all grow each other up together and understanding that, you know what, you draw a number on the ground, two people standing across from it, one person is going to say it's a six, other person is going to say it's a nine, mm-hmm. and they're both correct. So that's why we got to continue this dialogue and not just, you know what, it's what we're talking about now, but it's just like all the other issues that we're going across, facing as a society. You know what? It's on a news cycle. It's hot, it's hot, it's hot. When the news cameras and the reporters are reporting about it, what about the community? What are we doing from an individual standpoint on the community level to make those changes that I believe we all want to see? Because as we just celebrated the 4th yesterday, I love this country. It's no, it's no place in the world that I want to live. Are we perfect? No, but nobody is. No family's perfect. But we, what we can do is try to right our wrongs by having those conversations and making adjustments where we can to understand that, yes, the, 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 the team changing its name is going to be a change for everybody. But you know what? We'll be able to move on. We'll be able to move forward. We'll be able to recreate memories, and you're not going to lose like I talked about, any of the history, so on and so forth. Well, I didn't want Mr. Schneider to be that owner because I don't know him to be that owner that was going to be stubborn and not change the name. Mm-hmm. Now, we all, we all in our life, you know, you call it whatever, um, realizing, understanding that, you know, it, we all come to – it takes us a little bit more time to, to realize situations sometimes. And for the fans that hate the name being changed, you know what? Just just listen to somebody that has a different opinion to you. And I have buddies and I have friends that, you know, they it's, it comes from passion about how much they truly care about this organization. And so I think a lot of people take the name changing. It's personal when it's not personal to you. You know what I mean? We got a great fan base, like I said earlier. Let's, let's, let's not separate on this issue. Let's forge together so that we can come out on the other side of this stronger and understanding that not one person has the right answers, but it's going to take the collective in order to figure out how to navigate through this as seamlessly as possible. But understanding you're not going to be able to make everybody happy. It just that nobody, nobody in the history of mankind has made everybody happy, but you still have to make a decision and move forward with it. Incredibly well said. Kedrick Golston played his entire career for the Washington Redskins. Uh, and is, again, one of the best dudes I've ever gotten to know and cover and, and, and lucky enough to become uh, friends with and all, all that good stuff. Let me let, let you out on, on this last one, um, and I guess it's it's sort of not, again, football, but it, it is football. Um, with all the coronavirus stuff going on, Ked, if, knowing what you know, if you were still playing and having to share a locker room and you know the size of that facility and how tight it is at times, would you be comfortable playing this season on the defensive line near, you know, offensive linemen that are breathing hard and all that good stuff? Would you be comfortable playing, in your opinion, knowing that, you know, you have a family of four kids and, you know, wife and every everything else going on in your life? Um, I, I think I would. I think I would. I think that um, being in that locker room provides you with, you know, first-class health care. Um, you know, if there's an issue, you wake up in the morning – you're not feeling right within 20 minutes, you're in the doctor's office or the doctor's at the facility to be able to see you. I I think it becomes difficult. I know for me, um, you know, I I wear a mask when I go out, not necessarily for myself, but for those around me. And, you know, I don't want to get somebody that might be, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, that has already had preconsisting uh, conditions. I don't want to get anybody 
don't sick, but I also think that, you know, I, I don't know really what you can do outside of like, you know, the NFL is a, is a big business and there's no amount of money that's worth anybody losing their life over getting sick mm-hmm. over. But at the end of the day, um, it still provides for a lot of people. You know, you think about the stadium workers, you think about, you know, the hotels, the restaurant industries, the bars, so on and so forth that, you know, the, the, the economy of football is just bigger than the 32 teams and so on and so forth. And I think that we can use best practices. You know, is there going to be a risk? But you know what? There's a risk when you go out to eat. There's a risk when you go to the beach. There's a risk walking down the street. And so, you know, we can hear countless people that said they have, you know, contracted the disease from social distancing and from wearing a mask when they go outside. So I still think, you know, with all the information that we have, we still won't know two years down the road exactly what the best practices could have been. But I think with, you know, I think if there's any sports teams or sports franchises, leagues that have the resources to be able to pull it off as far as making sure things are sanitized, you know, making sure that players are getting screened and, and that you're trying to uh, mitigate uh, the, the the effects of it as, as possible. But like, like we've seen with the college teams that are coming back, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to get in two nationals just tested positive yep. for COVID now, um, according to, you know, uh, uh, the manager. Yep. So, we can't necessarily be afraid of it, but we also have to use best practices. And I think I can even see that with, you know, with my sons and them kind of opening back up from on a social distancing standpoint, kind of their sports leagues is saying, you know what, what we do know is, is that, you know, we should wash our hands. We should stay six feet apart. And you say, well, how do you play football doing that? Well, I can tell you that if people, if, if everybody gets tested when they come in the building, and people wash their hands and you sanitize equipment like you do. You know, if before COVID, as far as the NFL locker room or any locker room was considered, you had to worry about staff and Mercer. You know what I mean? So this is just one more thing. Now, this is, you know, a pandemic, so it's affecting us globally that we have to worry about. But at the end of the day, um, when when is going to be the right time? Are we going to wait till we have a vaccination? Well, we don't know when that's going to be, and then the, the test is going to have to be done, and then the side effects, so on and so forth. So, to answer your question, I know I went all the way around the wagon on that, Chris. Was that yes, I would go back and play, and I would try to be as responsible as far as you know um, sanitation and so on and mm-hmm. so forth that I could, but understanding that uh, you know it's you know to like most people, you know, playing football was a great a great gig, you know what I mean? And not only, you know, the resources that it provides you with, but it's something that you love to do. And for people that have jobs that they love to go to, um, it's more than just punching in and punching out. And I think that, um, I think it's going to be good for us really as a country to get back to some type, some level of normalcy as far as the NFL is concerned, because we've seen kind of the stresses that, um, you know, people want baseball back and they went back and forth for months on trying to work an agreement out. And I just don't want to see that if the NFL and the PA and everybody included can come up with a, with an agreement that people feel safe um, coming into work and that not only the players are safe, but the staff and the facility workers and right. so on and so forth. My man, Kedrick Goldstein, it's almost like you should be a talk show host or something. <laughs> well, you said it, not me, man. You just let me know, man. I'm always available, but uh, it's great to hear you back on the radio and, and, uh, you know, if I can leave your listeners with, man, just, you know, listen to somebody else. 
You know what I mean? Hear what yeah. they have to say, whether you agree with it or not. That's the great thing about this country is that we don't have to agree with one another, but we should at least respect one another and give people the respect that we think that we should deserve as well. And I think that'll continue to move us forward. And let's not get distracted by this side way over here, or that side way over here, because we got a bunch of really good people that that don't look anything alike that want to move forward in the right direction. And so we got to continue, you know, to keep the conversations going in order to understand what it looks like for all people to move forward. And credit to 106.7 The Fan, the radio.com app, thefandc.com slash listen. And thanks to my buddy Vic Ferreira, JT The Vic, for cutting that up for us all right so you have that we'll come back we'll put the finishing touch right here on lor next is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are wrapping up shop here. Quickly, we'll say goodbye. Lots of news, of course, all across the landscape. Who knows what this weekend will bring for the Washington Redskins and how much longer they will be known by that name. Of course, the push is on to try and get this done before training camp um, because Ron Rivera does not want to deal with it at all. Go to redskinsreport.com for the very latest. uh, And as well, we'll try and keep all the social media stuff updated. And our Google News Initiative 1 and 5-Minute Reports. Also, make sure you download the Locked on Fantasy Football Podcast wherever you download the Locked on Redskins Podcast. That's going to do it. Have a great weekend. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us on the Locked on Redskins Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.